Hey folks, this is your host from Swinish Tree Walker of the Order of Standing Oak and Ciro Frith, Jesseth of Raven Temple, CX of CX Wicca here in Springfield, Missouri. And you're with us again. That was a beautiful track. That was Wisdom by Desire. And uh, we're going to have all kinds of great music. We're going to uh, have a uh, tribute night for our music, and that's going to go towards Woody and Penderwin. So the next music for the rest of this podcast, stuff that has been brought to us by the Fairy Shaman. Um, it's getting to be that time of year where uh, I think, I mean, just for me anyway, that the awareness of the gods is really starting to become paramount with me. Uh, considering that I work within a uh, juridic uh, frame, I also work within uh, witchcraft, and even in ceremonial magic. And it's, I think what we're going to be talking about tonight is we're going to talk about what I call sacred Wicca. Okay. And we are, and just another thing, just to, you know, uh, kind of put this in there we're going to be talking about wicca and witchcraft in the idea of sacred wicca what the gods mean to uh you know us in our various incarnations and ways of doing it uh i believe that witchcraft and the gods go together that's why i don't I, the, the thing where i see so many people putting wiccans down because well all i do is straight witchcraft uh, you know, and it's like, okay, you don't want to incur, incur any gods. In, you want to be atheist. That's well and good. But, you know, in the same term, you shouldn't be putting people down that um, that are not you. You know, Oberon Zell says a phrase that says, if you don't like it, you can't have any. You know, leave people alone. You know, not all Wiccans are love and light and everything. There are those that are working within the mysteries hard. And they believe, as I do, that we're going to talk about tonight is that the gods are important. We're going to talk about many different traditions within witchcraft that have uh, brought the gods of all of our history to the forefront from the Greek and Roman all, all forward. You know, there's, there's a lot that are out there that influences us and it's that's what makes to me that's what makes wicca so spiritual and sacred is the fact that we can go outside and we can see that uh uh freya is you know keeping everything green and that woden has been sending you know the ravens and and the animals and stuff and it's just like but here we are with all of our different, you know, people that are followers of Lu and Caradwin and Kernunos and Hearn and, and so on and so forth. It's these gods that are kind of, you know, the gateways and batteries for the energies that we come up with, you know, as far as ritual goes. And I think that's very important because it's like... It's the idea that, uh, you know, that people want to be self-sufficient. So that, and also a lot of it I see is the ones that, you know, kind of get down on Wicca are the ones that just want everything quick. You know, at least I think with Wicca and witchcraft, when you bring the gods into it, it makes you more mindful of what it is that you're doing, you know, ritually and stuff. And that's why I hear in just a little bit, we're going to kind of start talking about the gods specifically, uh, how they've come into various traditions and things like that. And it's like, also, I'll say this. Oh, and just so you know, I've enjoyed a little bit of a, of a nice fruity sativa and am drinking a very icy cold bottle of mango mead. So enjoy yourself a little indulgence while you listen to the podcast. Oh, and we've got some stuff coming up. I've got a lot of information for you guys during the show and at the end, so just keep an eye out. But yeah, enjoy yourself a little bit of beverage, as I need to right now. Oh, that's amazing. Every bit of mead that I drink, I make myself. 
Currently, I have four large bottles of mango. Right now, I have a one and a half gallon bubbler full of raspberry apple. That's just, it's still fermenting right now, so I, I can't do anything with it. It's still going through the fermentation process. So that's going to be, I'll probably be bottling that just before Samhain. And also sitting in there in the behind the bottom door is I have a bottle of raspberry hard cider that I made. And oh, my hard ciders were so good, but I'm out now. Um, but yeah, and this mead, surprisingly, I couldn't get this mango mead to clear. But surprisingly, mango with, uh, uh, you know, just the right kind of honey and the right kind of yeast. This is just, it's refreshing. It's very refreshing. And you can tell there's a little something with it. All right, to get back into things. Um, even the very first night, because I've told my story. Even the very first night that I witnessed any kind of ritual, which it was a uh, uh, Beltane ritual, and the one thing that I noticed that kind of, as they performed their ritual, went through everything that they did, they invoked the gods. They invoked the quarters. They invoked the gods at the quarters. There were various things that were going on during the ritual. That is the entire thing. It wasn't just like, you know, do this and do that and wave a wand and you're good to go. It was like there was there was something that it just it brought the energy to the circle. It brought that Beltane energy to the circle. And I kept hearing this. And, you know, I, I also, you know, I got tired of people that did get on my case because I'm initiated in a Celtic Eclectic Coven of, of witchcraft, plus, uh, which was Wiccan also. Um, I do currently follow um, the tradition of CX Wicca, which is a Sac Anglo-Saxon form of witchcraft. And in, in all of that, from, uh, you know, the Celtic Covenant I was in, to working in the CX Wicca, the Anglo-Saxon Anglo -Saxon realm, is that the gods are there. In all of our rituals, we acknowledge them. We acknowledge the spirits of place. We acknowledge the elements in the earth. There's a lot of stuff going on here. And when you look at those layers and you see what goes on whenever you are asking the gods to attend your circle, um, making a offering to a god, and things like that. It, we do it for a reason. That is prescribed by nature and the earth and the seasons itself. So I think it's very important that we realize, you know, that also by us, by us att paying attention to this, we purvey that energy. As we work through the seasons, through the eight, sa through the eight Sabbaths and stuff, it's like, as we work through that, as we go through that wheel of the year, we, by our magic, influence things. People don't realize that. When witches all over the world, we're here. That's what we're here for. We're here to take care of the mother. She needs us a lot right now, like majorly bad, because we're killing ourselves. We're killing our, our people. We're killing our critters, everything. You know, the sacred places are being, like, bulldozed and... And, you know, you know, just lost due to natural disasters and all these things. So it's like, I think whenever you can go into Wicca in that uh, mode of, of of realizing the sacredness because it's here today, gone tomorrow, you know, uh, you know, being in these wild lands and places that we have in the United States and some of the beautiful wonders around the world, you know, like uh, Stonehenge and the, the caves in Paris, uh, the Nihilists, the Ley Lines, um, just all of these power centers that are located all over the earth. I mean, that's the energies that we are communicating with. Those are the energies that kind of uh, help to fight to keep the earth alive and stuff. And through all of this, 
we are being viewed and assisted by the gods. We are of the gods. In the church of all worlds, it goes, Thou art goddess, and thou art God. May you never thirst. Hail the water brothers. You know, it's like, that's what it is, you know. Whenever we see the sacredness of the male and female and everything else, you know, we can look upon that and we can see that the gods themselves are us. But they are out there and they have something that is, is, is what we need, that connection. That's why witches have familiars. That's why witches have altars. That's why witches do divination. Because we want to maintain our connections with the earth and the mother and the gods and everything else in between. Because when we do that and we take cues from what it is that we learn, you know, it's like it becomes a whole new uh, thing. It's not selfish. It's not like doing the craft. You know, they wanted to see Manon and all this other stuff. And, you know, and it ended up driving them crazy. Anything that you work with improperly may not drive you crazy but your life can be affected. That's why we'll also talk about the rule of three and stuff like that and, and, and it harmed them. We'll, we'll deal with that here in just a little bit because I think that is a sacred thing too just to acknowledge that stuff. But like what we're going to do is we're going to take just a bit of a break here and I'm going to give you a song by the esteemed brother who passed away many years ago, the founder of Anun in California, Forever Forests. Uh, his name was Jeff DeLong. Uh, Jeffrey Long. I, I believe it was Jeffrey Long. Or Thomas Long. And he was originally known as the fairy shaman. He had been, uh, you know, taught by Victor and Cora Anderson. And came up in the fairy tradition of witchcraft. And he was a fighter. He was, he was just such a poet in the way that he responded to things of the circle and the gods and just a good witch, a good Wiccan. So we're going to give you some of his music here real quick and then we will come back and um, talk more about sacred Wicca, everything that kind of deals with it and how also how we can be more recognizable of the things that are sacred within Wicca with the gods and all of that as we've been talking about. So, we'll be back here in just a couple minutes. We won't wait any longer. We are stronger than before. We won't wait any longer. We are stronger. have trusted no man's promise we have kept to just ourselves we have suffered from the lies in all the books upon your shelves and our patience and endurance through the burning times and now have given us the strength to keep our vow we won't wait any longer we are stronger raised away the heather and have raised the sacred grove. You have driven native peoples from the places that they love. Though your greed has been unbounded, you have felt the pangs of shame every time you trod upon the mother's name. We won't wait any longer. We are stronger. Stronger 
Though you thought you had destroyed the memory of the ancient way, still the people light the bale fire every year on Solstice Day. And on Beltane Eve and Samhain, you can find us on the hill, invoking once again the triple will. We won't wait any longer. We are stronger. have risen and have gone but dispersed among the nations of the world we linger on now the time has come to take the sacred cauldron of rebirth and fulfill our ancient pledges to the earth we won't wait any longer we are stronger That was Gwydion Penderwin singing We Won't Wait Any Longer, one of the one of my favorite songs off of this album. The album that we're getting this beautiful music from today is called Gwydion, The Fairy Shaman. And it's just, yeah, it's like we look at so much of what's going on in the modern era for witchcraft, but I think one thing is, and Wicca is we need to look at the people that have gone on before that have given their lives for this this movement and for what we're doing as pagans and witches and heathens and druids and ceremonial magicians and everything else in between. You know, we're doing this for each other. That's what makes this sacred too. It's also the fact that the connection that we have with each other. You know, it's not it's not for the fact that we are doing this for just no reason. That's not true. We have a reason for doing this. We want to see the creatures of the world live. We want to see people be healthy. We want to see newborn babies. We want to see just the critters all over just doing what they do. You know, we we have to realize that we are in a modern world. And there's a lot of things that we're not going to be able to get past. But as witches, I think the sacred side of Wicca is the fact that we can step outside our homes and we can see it. We can interact with it. We can deal with it daily. And I think one of the things that makes that even more important is the fact that whenever we're walking and we ask Woden or Freya or Thor or Balder or anyone, uh, Lou, Hecate, Caridwen, Diana, the Earth Mother, when we ask for anything, it's this energy is not just to sustain us, but we want to be able to be a servant of service to the earth, to its people, to ourselves. And that's where we get the thing. I think another thing is some of the things that we say, some of the witchy phrases that we've come up with, like blessed be. We want everyone to blessed be. We want no one in a state of distress. We also say in perfect love and perfect trust. Because in perfect love and perfect trust is when you're in the circle together, and everything is working the way it, it, it just feels so connected. And there's no malice and there's no pain and there's no drama. And you just know there are times. And that's one thing is I encourage people who whenever you work ritual with the gods or whatever, keep an eye out after you get done and just see how things flow for the weeks and, and months after that ritual. And even write some of it down if you need to. It's good to keep records and and kind of things that you want to focus on that are really important to you in this time. But it's like, I have seen rituals where in perfect love and perfect trust, 
was just like 99.9999999999. There might have been one little glitch that was off, but I think that was just people that were new that just, you know, didn't understand what we were doing. And it's like you could tell that what we were working to achieve may not happen instantly, but there was just that snap that you could tell that the energy that we were raising and as we were invoking the gods and asking them to work our will and and help us to be better stewards for the earth and everything, you know. That's what it is. I think it's a, a crash course in how to be better humans. You know, witchcraft isn't anything special. It's what we should be doing. This is like, you know, that's why everything is sacred. When you say, you know, don't cut, t chop down all the trees. We need the trees. We need to breathe. You take away the trees, you take away us. So I believe in gardens. I believe in keeping vegetables and fruits and, and trees and just everything because we need them. If we don't do it, who will? You know, if you can get away with not mowing your yard and letting it, just using it to grow vegetables and pretty flowers for the pollinators and things like that, you know, that's sacred right there, you know. And it's like now we can kind of go into the fact, that, okay, that we're seeing that, you know, everything is connected in a sacred way with the gods, with us, with the spirits of place, and with nature itself. So we kind of have to look at the next thing, is how nature itself affects what we do. So we look at, uh, we just start at the beginning, and we work our way around. So for me, the, the quintessential ritual time of the year is Beltane. And for us in Siax Wicca, it, it's the day of Freya. And she is the mother of witchcraft, mother of witches. But she's also a fertility goddess and a fertility of the earth. She's an earth, earth mother figure along with Sif and some of the other uh, uh, Anglo-Saxon goddesses and things. So it's like, you know, we're seeing that Beltane is a season for the beginnings of growth, I didn't start in the winter for a reason because I'm going to take it around to the last, but we're starting in the spring, and so we're looking at Beltane, okay, and we realize that we have this time of growth and expansion and energy that from this day forward is going to be continuing until the dark half of the year. So we work with that. We work with that Beltane energy. That is when many people consummate Beltane and bring forth new life, bring forth children. It is a ritual of sex. It is a ritual of fertility. It is a ritual of that connotation for many of us. Okay? So, and you have the goddesses of, of Beltane. You have Brigid. You have Freya. You have so many different, you have the Earth Mother herself. You have so many different goddesses from so many different uh, pantheons that deal with Beltane in, in the way that it is. It is the beginnings of, of things really starting to, to move along. Then you go to Midsummer, Litha. You know, the longest day of the year. The most sun that we will ever have. And then after that it declines as we move towards the dark half of the year. So we have Midsummer. All of that energy that we're putting out towards our goals, whether it be job, family, helping our kids, you know, just being better people, you know. So that's where the Beltane side of things comes in, you know. And it's, it can also be seen as, you know, our beginning point. This, the, the wheel of the year shows our natural life cycle. So you start at the beginning, and then we move to midsummer that peak, and then we start to see the recognition of the time for the conclusions of the fruits of our labor. So that means from Lugnasad, which is the first where we deal with the beginnings of harvest, the beginnings of reaping everything that we've put out to the universe, to the gods, to the, the to spirits, through our spirit uh, guides, through our familiars, through every form of magic that we work. You know, it's like, okay, 
We need to be ready to start to bring this in. And I also believe that harvest is a time for gaining knowledge. That as we continue to harvest, we're gaining the knowledge that the year has to impart to us. The ups and downs, the things that we learn in trials as human beings and things. So that's another way to look at that, that we are growing. So we're, we're, we're starting to get into that adulthood stage with, with Lamas. Uh, you know, Lugnasad, and then we move to Mabon, which for us is getting ready to happen, and it is called Hausbrot, and that's going to be on Friday, September 22nd, and we're going to get together, and we're going to be in Brot and Sambal, and we're going to have a potluck, and we're going to be indulging and, 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 and working with the energies of the second harvest, and that whole thing as we prepare uh, for the end of the year, getting ready for the end of the year. And then in October, we have Samhain. Samhain, which is the Gaelic word for November. And it is the time to be the end of the year as we prepare for the dark. It's a new year. We're going to have new experiences New things are going to happen as the light returns. So after Samhain, we've worked with the ancestors. We have seen those that have gone on before. How important they are. Our ancestors, our pagan ancestors were the most ancestor reverent of anything. I mean, other than just some of our regular funerary stuff and how we honor people that have gone before, it's, it's up to us as witches and Wiccans and pagans and heathens it's up to us to honor our our people that have gone on way before we ever thought of being around and stuff. So it's like, that's sacred. Honoring the ancestors is a sacred part of Wicca. Yes, it is. It's not just a 15-minute spell, a little bit of drumming, and go on about your way. For some, I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But for me, I want to work with people in a, in a circle in perfect love and perfect trust to bring about our will, to work for the gods, to make everything A-OK. -okay. So we look at the next, and we deal with Yule, which is a Nordic and Germanic and Anglo-Saxon. They're all tied together. Sabbath that deals with The return of the light. We're getting ready to go through winter, but eventually the sun will return. The light will return, and with the light will return warmth to thaw the earth, to make it ready to spring forth anew. All of the trees have lost their leaves, but soon in the spring, they're, gonna, they're going to spring to new life. So Yule is that, 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 that time to recognize that the sun will return. Okay. And so we've got Yule. And then we've got Imbolc. And Imbolc is February 2nd. And it means in the belly. And Imbolc is usually the time that a lot of sheep drop their young. That it's time for them to start having their babies. Now, everybody has, everybody has cabin fever in the winter, so humans, we're always having babies. We've got the baby thing covered pretty dang well. But we're looking at that cycle of, you know, of the animals and things. And so we've got all of this all together on the wheel of the year, right? And we see that that is a progression of our life from the beginning of our life to the end of our life. When will we become one with the ancestors? And then the new life. Because we believe, or a lot of us believe, that we come back. That we do it again. That we make another trip. That we take this soul through as many incarnations as needs to be for us to become a part of the all. To turn on the light bulb above our heads that says, oh, okay, I understand what this is. And... We go from there. And, um, yeah, so it's like 
There, if people say that Wicca doesn't need to be sacred, whenever you step outside, it's sacred. Seeing the beauty in the trees, when you hear those birds up there singing, you see the little the rabbits and the critters and the little frogs bouncing around in the day and the nighttime and all these other critters, the possums and all this stuff, all around Springfield and out in the country and everywhere in the United States and around the world, wherever you're at, the minute you step out of your house, it's sacred in your house. Because you live, you live with your family. You may live alone, but you still have the gods with you. You have your friends that are out there. That's why I also enjoy the working of working with the coven. The, uh, we're going to talk about that too, how sacred can individual ritual be, because we're going to talk about some things about that here in a minute. And then just kind of give you some ideas of how to embrace the sacredness of Wicca a little bit more and to see where it can influence you in your life so having said that i'm going to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of a little bit more of our esteemed guest today the fairy shaman gwydion pender one with a song and then we'll be back and we'll continue with sacred wicca for a pagan perspective and we'll be back when i grow old my time is near and all my friends have gathered round. Well, don't you weep and don't you mourn, cause you can't keep a good man down. And in the spring, yeah, I'll be back like the grass in yonder field. I'll be reborn into this world when the My body is in the ground Well, there ain't nothing can keep me down I'll come with the blossoms And with the growing grain And then you'll know I'm back again Now I've had freedom And joys and tears I'm proud I've learned each lesson well So when I come back in the springtime, I won't repeat this lifetime's hell. When I come back, I may be a baby or a bird hiding in the tree. But you will know me if you still love me, because I'll be born both wild and free. Now life's a burden, but death's a lie, and there ain't no Just let me cast off this robe of mortal pain and pick up where I left off again. Some things I ain't would ride, 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 but all that karma will be forgotten in a blaze of eternal light. Now put my body beneath the ground. Don't plant no headstone on my grave. Just plant an acorn and pass the whiskey, and then you'll know I've been saved. Seal the circle and dance and sing And let my spirit pass through the ring But don't you worry, oh no Don't you weep and mourn, cause I've been promised I'll be reborn, I'll be reborn I'll be reborn, I'll be reborn I'll be reborn, I'll be reborn I'll be reborn, reborn. I'll be reborn. I'll be reborn. 
We are back. That was Gwydion and one of my favorite songs by him, I'll Be Reborn. And like I say, that's what a lot of us believe, that uh, we have one soul many lifetimes. And that another thing is I think that the gods are the ones that kind of help us to figure out what it is that we're going to do for our next life. I think, I think that we get to choose what our next situation is going to be. But I think it's with everything, with that end goal of becoming one with the all. And that's where it comes into the idea of looking at life through different lenses. First off, I think one of the, the coolest things is as Wiccans that we can be up by ourselves. And we can, we can understand and we can pursue and we can seek the sacred. We can seek the sacred by meditating when we have our morning coffee. We can go out and sit in our front yard on the porch late at night when the moon shines down and just talk to the gods. Meditate with the gods. Sing to the gods. Drum to the gods. Chant to the gods. We have the ability to do that. We have the ability to set up sacred spaces in our home that can be for one or any number of gods. I am a pantheistic uh, pagan as a druid and a witch. I kind of go beyond just the idea of Lord and Lady, but the Lord and Lady have their place in ritual because they are the representations of what we see as the high priest and high priestess in our ritual, and we look to them to be the incarnations of the gods here on earth. So I think it's sacred to be a part of the priesthood for your god and goddess. When you're a priestess of Hecate, when you're a priest of Diana, all of these different things, you know, different people are drawn to different gods for whatever reason. You know, Freya, Odin, uh, uh, you know, just there's so many. Astarte, Inanna. The veve of the of the uh, of the voodoo practitioners. There's female veve, and so on. You know, it's like so we have that ability to take meditations, burn a candle of a certain color every night to kind of connect with whatever you see as as a sacred part of your path, whether it's dealing with the gods of the forest or burning a red candle for the lifeblood that the Earth Mother gives us and stuff, you know. Every day we eat the food, we eat, you know, we, we, take, we take it granted, uh, you know, take it for granted that we can go to the grocery store and get hamburger and all this stuff, but that was once a living creature of the gods, you know, that was here on the Earth, and we kind of, I need to start being more mindful, and that's why I'm doing that. Right now I am going through a uh, weight loss program and I am using the, the sacredness of things to kind of put me in the realm where I can lose weight. Right now, in the last 14 days, I've lost going on 10 pounds, maybe 11 pounds by tomorrow. I only eat once a day. Uh, I don't eat a lot of bread. I don't drink a lot of Dr. Pepper or anything like that. I try to eat as healthy as I can because, yeah, I know for one thing, groceries are just getting insanely expensive. And for two, you know, it's all of these creatures that are dying to feed us, you know, and all of these fields that are harvested to feed us the grain. We have to be thankful. Thankfulness is sacred, you know, that we accept that the gods and the earth mother are what's taking care of us and ourselves. You know, we are her children. We are the earth's children. We are the gods' children in every way, shape and form possible. And then you have the idea of not just working this way as a single person, but working with a coven. Like I was talking earlier, coven, temple, grove, whatever, sisters, brotherhood, whatever you call yourself. That working nucleus of people, of souls coming together to acknowledge the spirits, the elements, everything together to bring their energy and their thoughts and their love into what we do. Because that's the one thing, you know, a lot of, I think we, ha we, don't, uh, we don't realize 
that we our energy cells are not you know are not permanent it's not like that we have the ability to just go super saiyan with ourselves so it's always the idea for me i believe that if one is good 50 is better so whenever you go to a sabbath and you have a ritual with 40 or 50 people in circle or if you do a sabbath and you only have 10 or 15 people in circle and you're chanting and the drums are going and you're singing and, and giving honor to the gods and stuff like that do you realize how much you're adding to the you're adding to yourself you're adding to the universe you're adding to the earth you're adding to the people around you and when that's magnified take it one times ten and think about what it's like when you radiate ten times what you could do as just yourself ten times the love ten times the caring ten times the energy for the things that people need whether it's healing or financial help or just you know bringing themselves out of a, 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 a depressive slump or whatever people need because that's what we're supposed to be here for is be here for each other and so it's like that's another thing it's like covens can come together and do rituals where they acknowledge the sacredness of the earth of the gods and not just at sabbaths but you know there are times uh, that you can do these things uh, working to be sacred within the Esbats, the full and new moons, because that's another part of the cycle, another piece of the puzzle, another part of what makes Wicca. It's not like, you know, we tend to want to, we want to acknowledge these things and work with them because we know if we just hop in there with a half-assed love spell or just some little thing that we can get so we can buy a PlayStation or some stupid thing like that, when we could be helping ourselves for real down the line, helping our brothers and sisters and the ones we love, I pretend to want to honor the gods. I tend to want to see the sacred side of things. And with people that I trust, the coven that I work with, Raven Temple, and working with the people that I have for years within uh, our Druid Grove, and all this other stuff, and the coven that I was initiated in, my priest and high priestess have died within the last... Uh, my priest within the last year and a half and my priestess died about six years ago and it's like those were the people who brought me into the craft into Wicca I'm very I'm very honorable of them my high priest was one of the coolest people I ever knew his name was Edgewalker also known as Shamish and our high priestess was known as Pat also known as Amber and Amber was, you know, one. Of, she was the one that initiated me. Her and Shamash both. Her and Edgewalker both initiated me into the mysteries. So it was sacred. That was the sacred time. Initiation. When you're working with a group that says, we want to bring you into the mystery. We want to amplify what you do and increase your power so that you can live a better next life. That's what it boils down to when you have the groups and groves that understand that initiation is a sacred thing a lot of people can just get together and do a coven and say okay this is it you know but how many people earn it how many people work for it you know you can do insta coven just pop open a can and pour it out and there you go but are you working for it are you working for the gods are you holding ritual are you working real magic you know and he knows like i said at the beginning these are my opinions but it makes sense, you know, to a degree. And it's like, so we have that. And then it's like during the year, we can read those things that, you know, we can read the books that pique our interest, that lead us in a sacred direction. There are so many authors out there within the pagan and witchcraft world that are just so in touch with these things. Because they understand the sacredness of what we do on our path. Whether they are heathen all the way to Anglo-Saxon to Druid. Doesn't matter. Hellenic. You know, the whole nine yards. It's like everybody understands that Wicca has a sacredness that's there for a reason. And it harm none. Do what thou wilt. Which actually comes from Thelema which is Aleister Crowley's, and it harmed none, do what thou wilt. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Love is the law. Love under will. So it's like, you know, we have those connections, but it makes sense. 
we don't want to harm each other in ritual or anything unless unless there's a reason that calls for it. You know, I'm also a believer of the witch that cannot cannot curse, cannot heal. So, and I'm not talking into cursing just to be a butthole aspect. I'm talking about, uh, you know, being defensive when things are really dangerous for us as people because so many things are going on out there that we don't know what our freedoms are going to be as witches and pagans, or druids and heathens, you know, from one day to the next. So many things are moving at such breakneck speeds that we need to be aware, but we need to work together to understand to not give up and to just see that you know everything has a purpose and a reason so what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys one more song one of my favorite songs by Gwydion and then we're going to come back and we're going to wrap up the show we're going to tell you about some things that we've got going on we've got some discord channels that we have just recently put up on the Wicca side and also on uh the ceremonial magic side working with golden dawn we'll tell you about that here in just a few but before we do we're going to go ahead and take a stop right here and we're going to bring you the last song that we have which is my favorite song from gwydian and then we'll finish the show here on a pagan perspective there's a home far in the mountains where the world is wild and where the evening shadows linger It's a place I long to be I have longed to see the mountains As they were when time was young Where the spirits join our blessing Where the gentle song is sung I have wandered wild in the mountains Looking for something I know is my own I can hear a voice deep inside me I'll never leave you alone Through the years of empty toil In a sterile land I have sought to find a refuge where my spirit won't grow old. By the fire in the evening, all my friends have gathered there to renew our ancient mind kinship in the songs that we all share. I have wandered wild in the mountains Looking for something I know is my own I can hear a voice deep inside me I'll never leave you
All right, we are back. That was Woody and Penderwin. A home far in the mountains. I love that song. It is so awesome and cool. Got a little bit to tell you about before we wrap out the show today. First off, like I said, I'm going through a weight loss program, kind of. I'm doing eating just one plate of food a day. And every night before I go to bed, I drink 16 ounces of water with a big old tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. And actually, within the last 14 days, I've lost about 10 or 11 pounds. Tomorrow, we'll find out if it's 11 pounds. But within the last 14 days, I've lost 11 pounds. And I would, did weigh 288. And I'm hoping, here in, in October, I'm getting ready to go see my mom. I haven't seen my mom for a very long time. So the middle of October, from the 12th to the 16th, I'm going to be gone. But... During the time before that, we have here, we have our house bloat, which is September 22nd. And then after that, on October 21st, every year I like to do a pagan get-together where we watch a scary witchcraft movie or something akin to that. Well, this year we're not going to do a scary movie. We're going to get together, and October 21st we're going to have margaritas and watch Practical Magic. We're not, we're not going to necessarily have midnight margaritas, but we're going to have margaritas and have a wonderful time. Let the pagan community come in and eat popcorn and drink margaritas and watch uh, Practical Magic. And then on October 28th, a Saturday, we're going to be holding our very first outdoor ritual at night as a temple at two of our members' house. And it is going to be so cool. Addison and Alex McVeigh. And we're going to have a great ritual. And it's going to be so cool. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Because this is the time of the year. And then afterwards, i got to prepare for Yule. And that's a whole different ballgame. But, you know, Samhain, going up to Samhain is like my favorite time of the year. And so we've got a lot to, we've got a lot to do there. And also, what we've started doing weekly is I have... Two different uh, Discord servers. And if you want to know what they are, all you got to do is the first one is come to Sacred CX Wicca and Witchcraft Discussions. On, and Discussions is misspelled with an I instead of a U. But you still get it. You'll get the gist of the, of the thing. And we are on Discord. And what we do is every week we come together on Thursday evening from 7 p.m. Central Time till I stop talking and we just... Get tired because we've had our very first one this week was awesome. We had a guy that tuned in who was at work and he kept coming in and off of the, the cam from work and then he had to leave work so he couldn't come on the cam but he talked to us for a little bit. We had some other people that were there in the chat and this is going to be live video. I do live video chat. All you have to do is lurk and hang out. That sacred CX Wicca and witchcraft discussion. That's the first one. And then on Wednesday nights, for those of us that are a part of the ceremonial magic and alternative magic world, uh, a la Golden Dawn, we have a Golden Dawn study group that we also have a Discord for. And it is called Golden Dawn Study Group here on uh, Discord. And we had a great talk with one of my friends the other night, Sean. And we just talked ceremonial magic and everything for such a good time. And we've got a lot of people that are going to be looking forward to this every week uh, for the for foreseeable future until I go see my mom. Then I'm going to have to take a week off. But after that, we'll get back to it. And we just come together as a community and we talk about things that deal with Ceremonial magic such as Kabbalah, Enochian, Tarot, everything. Hermetic studies, you name it, we talk about it. And I encourage you to check out our Discord. And after the show, once we get everything nice and, and put together and edited, I'll put the links to the Discord channels for both of them. Also, I encourage you to come and check out our channels on uh our groups on Facebook, Raven Temple of Seax Wicca. We have a page there 
We also have some other pages that I'm going to put the links to uh, so that you guys can come and, you know, see what we were do what we are doing, working within the sacredness of, of witchcraft in the realm and realms in pagandom. So we've got that coming up. And like I say, we've got house bloat. We've got uh, uh, the practical magic. We've got Yule. And we've got a whole lot of other things. And also, I want to say you guys have been incredible. This last week, just a thing that just blew my mind. In one day, we had about 47 downloads. It hasn't happened since then, but it was all in one day. And I was just like amazed. Folks, if you love this podcast, A Pagan Perspective, we're going to keep bringing different topics different magical topics, talking about the gods, talking about music, talking about chants, everything, everything that we can touch under the sun, we're going to talk about. And we want you to be a part of it. If you have anything, any questions about the show, you guys can send me an email. If you want to suggest a show, if you have questions about the craft and paganism in general, if you have any questions at all, just send an email to sylvanus93 at hotmail.com. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-U-S 93 at Hotmail.com. And then put something in the header about what you want to know, and I will get back with you as soon as I can. Also, I encourage you to check out our YouTube channel, which is A Pagan Perspective, and we will put the, the, uh, the uh, uh, link to that. And, of course, to this podcast, which we have a pod page for, which you can find on uh, Spotify and other fine uh, internet platforms. So we've got a lot. And if you have ideas of things that you would like to see on the show, guess that we, I'm working on some interviews and one very important interview, which I'm not going to spill the beans on. But we've recently had an interview with uh, uh, Alaric Albertson, author of Middle Earth, The Journeys of a Saxon Pagan. Well, we're going to have another one, I'm hoping, before Samhain, and that may end up being our Samhain podcast. But keep your fingers crossed that we can do this. This is something special, something kind of important for the pagan and witchcraft community. So I hope that this interview can go off without a hitch. Light the candles, chant the, the, the chance, and send me some energy that we can do this. Also, I'm going to put this show, I would love to upgrade and do things for you guys. So I would encourage you, if you would, Possibly take a look at my Patreon. This Patreon that I have dedicated to a pagan perspectives is a way of working to help the community. There's things that we're doing. We have Springfield Community Wiccan Church here. And I'm thinking that we want to, we would like to help pagan mothers homeschool their kids. We'd like to be able to get them and, you know, get them free materials or reduce cost materials that they can have to homeschool their children and stuff and to do things where we can be here for each other. Um, we want to deal with uh, helping people within the pagan community, witchcraft community, heathen community come together whenever one of our own needs help in the mental realm. You know, those that have suicidal thoughts, depression, just all these different things nagging at them about the world and, and their situation. So we want to be able to do those counseling things that help them. And then the other thing is our community has been kind of fractured off and on since the pandemic. And we would like to be able to do things that would be able to bring our community together stronger. Events, classes, meetings, everything, pagan nights out, you name it, anything that brings us together as a culture, as a movement in a community, we want to do that. So I'm going to leave you my, um, the, uh, link to our patreon and you can help us help our community and help you with the community we're going to have more podcasts coming out here pretty soon uh we will be doing a paper version for the first time in a long time in many many years of the cx wicca voice which was the original voice of the cx wicca tradition started by dr raymond buckland in 1974 with the publication of his book the tree a saxon book of witchcraft so we are going to be putting things out there for you people that I think that are going to be beneficial and helpful and just we love connection. You know, we've got events coming up. 
if you are in the Springfield, Missouri area, if you're traveling traveling during any Sabbath, feel free to send me an email or catch us on the Raven Temple page on Facebook and say, hey, I'm coming your way and I'll be through there. Do you mind if I attend one of your events? We love to have people here for uh, full moon, new moon, meditation, Sabbaths, classes, you name it. We love to have you here with us. That's what we're looking forward to. So all of this information, all of the links, we will put down in the show notes. Kind of give you guys an idea of what's going on. And just continue to pass the show around. I love it so much that I'm able to come out here and be a voice as much as I can. Come join us for the actual get-togethers on Discord. All you need is a microphone. You don't even have to turn your, your cam on or anything. Kick back and listen. See what we talk about together. The people that have just been forward and have said, hey, let's talk. And the conversations are beautiful. Pagan people are the most beautiful. Witches are the most beautiful. Men and women are the most beautiful. All of my LGBTQ people are the most beautiful people out there, period. And I appreciate you. And having said that, we're going to take a minute. We're going to kind of close this show on a sacred note. And then we'll get out of here. So along with me, if you're listening, I would ask you to close your eyes. I take a deep breath, and as we exhale, we're going to chant Alu three times. Alu. Blessings of Woden Freya be with us all until the next time. Blessed be from Theo Frith of the Raven Temple of CX Wicca and Reverend Savannah's Tree Rocker Order of Standing Oak here in Springfield, Missouri. And I will see you at the next podcast. <laughs>